Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's Peter Day here, and hope you're having a good Thanksgiving week. If it's already Thanksgiving by the time this has been released, enjoy, and enjoy this weekend. So I'm going to dive into things. In this episode, I'm going to talk about your motivation and what you truly want. Um, I have to admit, I feel like myself, my goals have always been changing, and they're very different now than they were when I started. So the reason I talk about it is that it, it sounds kind of corny, but I really believe it, it is an important um, thing because, you know, why is it that some people are so much more motivated than other people? It's because there is obviously something that is driving them, right? Because if someone is not driven, they're not going to produce and they're not going to go the extra mile if they're not driven, right? They're not going to make that extra phone call. They're not going to go to that extra conference. They're not going to land that extra client. They're not going to do the extra to produce an extraordinary result. And sometimes it's not always pleasant. I mean, last night, you know, I thought that I was going to finish work at a reasonable hour, which for me would be about 9 or 10 p.m. these days. I've been working hard and long hours. And it's something I'm actually working on changing, and we'll go into that a little bit more in this audio, but um, I say that's early for me because, quite frankly, for the last 10 years, an, an average work day for me has been to start at about 8 or 9 in the morning and to finish at midnight. I mean, I've been hustling, I've been grinding, and thankfully, the hard work has been um, paying off, but what I'm realizing now is that I feel like there's different stages, right? There's a different stage from when we first got started versus a couple of years ago versus now. And I feel like your goals are different in these different stages and your motivation is different in these different stages. I mean, let, let's be completely honest. If you take one of these extremely um, serial type of entrepreneurs, if that's the right word, I guess it is kind of sounds weird. It's almost like a serial killer or something. But if you take one of these really hardcore entrepreneurs like um, Elon Musk or Mark Cuban, or one of these guys that just, you know, eats and breathes just, you know, entrepreneurial stuff, whatever they do succeeds, right? It's they have this touch to them where they just, it doesn't matter what they do. They find the right opportunities and literally whatever they touch turns to gold, there's one thing that's common with all these guys is they absolutely worked their butt off, especially in the early stages of their business. Now, what I've noticed about some of these guys is there there are phases of this entrepreneurial type of thing. I mean, if you take someone like Ray Dalio or Elon Musk, sure, they're still working hard, but perhaps it is not what it used to be. I mean, is Mark Cuban, Ray Dalio, and Musk, are they really every day starting work at 8 in the morning and every day ending at midnight? Probably not at this stage of their life, but if I were to guess and we were able to take some kind of snapshot of what they looked like in their early years you absolutely have to guarantee that those guys were probably sleeping in the office. I think there's literally pictures of Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Cuban, and these guys literally sleeping 
in the office. They were so motivated and so passionate about what they were doing that they were literally pulling all-nighters in the office, working on their businesses, working on their opportunities. And that's really the drive that an entrepreneurial you know, person needs. Now, what I'm trying to figure out in my life right now is like maybe that kind of drive can be a little bit unhealthy if it's taken to a too long or to a far extreme. I mean, let's face it, if you're an entrepreneur and all you're doing is, you know, working all day and you're up until midnight and you have this drive, maybe that's fine and maybe that earns a lot of money, but the problem is that doesn't do very well in um relationships it doesn't if you have a wife if you have a girlfriend if you have kids whatever you're you're doing in your life relationally i mean it doesn't like actually work that well for that right so what i'm learning in my life is that this there is a balance that is necessary and i think i feel personally like i'm entering into that kind of stage in my life where I really do need to work a lot harder rather than smarter. I mean, let's just face it. If we were to compare myself and my business with some of the names that I just mentioned, like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, my business is absolutely tiny compared to what these other guys have accomplished. I mean, even though we might think it's big, it's tiny in the scheme of things. It's absolutely tiny. I think our business, I know our business last year did about $49 million of revenue. This year, it's pacing to do about like $80 million of revenue or $85 million of revenue. Sure, it, it, maybe it seems big in our industry, but if you compare that to Apple, Amazon, Tesla, it's nothing. It's nothing. Some of these companies can produce you know, $80 million in like... A couple days. I mean, these are companies that are <laughs> worth trillions. I mean, I, look, my math might not be correct here, but what I'm trying to say is that in the grand scheme of things, I feel like some people in our industry get way too cocky. I mean, let's just be completely honest. I mean, you go to an affiliate trade show, you go to some after party, and there's these affiliates. They think they're on top of the world because they have built some kind of business that produces $1 million a month of revenue, $12 million a year, $30 million a year. They literally are more cocky than Elon Musk, who's like the world's richest person. I mean, something is wrong here. Something is wrong. It's like they are so caught up in themselves that that even though they are earning, you know, one ten thousandth less money than these other examples, they are more cocky than Elon Musk. They are more arrogant than Mark Cuban, and they're more boastful than Bill Gates. They're more cocky than Warren Buffett, and they're hardly earning anything in the grand comparison of things. 
So I think it's important to put things into perspective and for people to not think more highly than they are. I think sometimes in our industry, we get so caught up. You know, if you're an affiliate and you're doing 70 grand a day, oh my goodness, you're so much better than this affiliate that's doing five grand a day. Guys, step into the real world. (laughs) Go get around someone like a Ray Dalio or a Cuban or an Elon Musk or just even absorb yourself into what they're doing and guys this is tiny what we've been doing in our industry so I think it's very important what I actually realized the other day is that if you're kind of cocky about what you're doing it could hold you back and I want to tell you a story I'm not going to name the name because I think it would be disrespectful but I was working with a guy about five years ago, and he was really mentoring us and helping us in the affiliate industry. And this guy was just very kind of arrogant. Like, he really felt like he was the best affiliate marketer. He really, and it was such a, um, it, it was such a deception. And it's like this guy was really, really quite cocky about what he was doing. And I mean, the, the issue, and my brother and I were kind of observing this guy. We were learning from him because we felt like he did have something to teach. But what we were observing is that, man, this his cockiness is actually holding him back from getting to a higher level. Like, he had convinced himself so much that he had arrived, in a sense that he wasn't really growing anymore. He literally said statements like, oh, I don't need anyone to teach me um, affiliate marketing. I, I just know everything there there is to know about Facebook and TikTok and Google. Like, I, I don't need anyone to teach. He literally word for word said things like this. I don't need anyone to teach me about those things. He also, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I, I've, I've already, you know, tapped out everything that I can in affiliate. It's like, Really? you've tapped out everything like he probably literally his annual revenue at the time was probably like 20 million bucks or something 25 million he's tapped out everything everything in the affiliate really clickbank clickbank is doing a billion dollars a year of sales and this guy is so on top of his own world that he's thinks he's tapped out the entire industry at 20 million something's wrong here so what I've realized is that actually it's really good to put things into perspective and put things into the right perspective because if you're too if you're cocky and you're too cocky about what you're doing it could actually hold you back from growing I mean think about it if I was all cocky about you know, our 80 million or our 50 million, I might not think that there's much room to grow. I might say, oh my goodness, we're so big, blah, blah, blah. Right? For me, it's the opposite. When I, If I compare myself to, you know, one of these inspirational type of people like Steve Jobs who founded Apple or Bill Gates of Microsoft or Elon of Tesla. If I even compare myself to the founders of a really strong organization in our space, like ClickBank or Media Alpha, Zeta Global, 
Um, there's also this company Red Ventures in our space. They're not that heard of, but they're an, an enormous ad agency. I mean, look them up. They do billions a year, right? It's important to, if you think too highly of yourself, you're going to be so caught up in your own universe that you're not actually going to realize that what you're doing is very small in the grand scheme of things, and you have a lot of room to grow. So going back to this concept of goals, I feel like our goals have been changing. And I was talking about this to someone today, a team member in my business, and I really feel like you're either going to be motivated by fear or you're going to be motivated by greed or you're going to be motivated by something different. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out what that different is in terms of articulating it. But what I mean by this is that let's just be serious. If you're not making ends meet, are you really motivated by, you know, a shiny brand new car or buying a big house or buying a vacation home? Like if you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're not making ends meet, are you really motivated by, by those things? Probably not. You're probably actually motivated by the fear and the concern and the worry of not actually making ends meet. I feel like I went through a few waves of this kind of thing. When, when my brother and I first started in the industry, we were definitely motivated by the shiny objects. I mean, you know, we were listening to all the personal development audios with like Robert Kiyosaki and the Tony Robbins type of things like Brian Tracy, Danny Johnson. I mean, I actually give good credit to some of these things. I think that some of them had had negative effects. I, I, I think that some of it kind of taught people to just be kind of greedy and stuff, like just always seeking after um, just like things and, you know, shiny objects and stuff. I, but I feel like maybe 80% of it was actually very helpful. And I remember when we first got started, literally, I was listening to all these audios. They were teaching the mindset, the personal development. Li- literally, in the audio, they're like, okay, you know, visualize where you are, you know, 10 years from now. What are you driving? How does that steering wheel, you know, feel, <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, it's like, man, I is it, okay, like, <laughs> whatever, I, I guess... I guess, you know, I think what some people are going to be in for a rude awakening is once you get the car with the nice steering wheel, 12 months later, you're not going to care about the car and you're not going to care about the steering wheel. You're just going to be thinking about the next thing. You're just going to be thinking about some other concern, possibly. It's like, it's all just you know, lies, really, it's like, it's lie, you're not going to be any happier with more stuff, in fact, in my personal life, the more stuff that I've accumulated, the more complicated my life has been, now I have to take care of all this, you know, I have to take care of stuff, I have to take care of a house, I have to take care of a second house, I got to take care of three cars, I, and I'm not saying it's, 
it, I'm just putting things into perspective that it's you need to really think like what do you actually want in your life? Do you actually want that brand new car with the nice beefy steering wheel and the 700 horsepower like is that really really what you want or do you want something deeper are you really looking for a great relationship are you really looking for you know you to be finally happy with you know what you do for a living are you looking for you know your kids to be like really healthy good kids are you looking to be um like a good parent are you looking to be that that father that maybe wasn't there for you right it's like what is actually important at the end of the day and i feel like in our lives my brother included because i know he's been changing a lot too recently is that we've gone through waves like i said of this stuff when we first started we were very motivated by this these audios and this you know oh someday i could have you know this car and i could have this second home in florida right on the water and it's oh my goodness i'm going to be so happy cuz blah 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 it really and then what happened was maybe that was motivating for a period of time you know maybe it caused us to work a little bit harder but then what i realized is that it, it like i said you're either going to be motivated by fear which just encompasses like fear worry anxiety or you're going to be motivated by greed or you're going to be motivated by something else and it's again it's the something else that i'm really trying to articulate cuz it's the something else that that I'm trying to be motivated in my, my life. I I don't want to be motivated by worry and I don't want to be motivated by fear. I don't want to be motivated by greed either. I want to be motivated by just, you know, healthy things and just perhaps even just doing the right thing and I want to, you know, right? So maybe in future podcasts I'll come up with what I'm exactly trying to articulate this third thing for, but going back to this um this story at first my brother and I we were very motivated by you know kind of the the material things or whatever that concept of having that nice car right it's like there was a point of time where my brother actually got a Porsche Macan and a Porsche Panamera it's the two of them you know one was bought one was leased you know we thought we were so cool we even took photo shoots and videos in front of the cars and it's like if you ask my brother now he probably doesn't give a rip about these cars like it just doesn't matter right it just doesn't matter it doesn't make him any happier in fact when I talked to my brother about four months ago he's out in California he's like dude I'm thinking of just like getting a jeep so I could just put my surfboard in the back it's like who cares about this Porsche like who cares right it doesn't matter. It's not it's just like a piece of metal on wheels. So 
we were motivated by those kind of things at first. And then what happened was during the coronavirus crash, things got very scary for our business because we had just scaled up our team. I know some of you have heard this story on previous podcasts, so I, I won't go too deep into it. But we had just scaled up our team. We were just starting to grow. We got some auto insurance campaign that was popping like 30 grand a day of revenue. So that was like a million dollar a month campaign that was spitting off like 200 grand a month of income and profit. We were really excited about what we were doing. And then what happened was um, the coronavirus crash came and essentially that all fell apart. So we had scaled up our team. We had hired all these employees. We had hired all this staff. We actually got our payroll. Our payroll became very high. We had about a hundred and seven thousand dollars a month of payroll between employees and bills and stuff because we thought we were entering into some big scale mode the coronavirus crash happened the lockdown happened guess what everything we were focusing on like auto insurance and car loan offers it literally went to zero we got a call you know we were selling leads to aggregators which were ultimately selling leads to Geico and Allstate and stuff. And we just got a call that said, guys, this we're pausing. We can't sell car insurance leads with this lockdown. It's just no one's driving. No one's buying the auto insurance. It's just we're pausing. We're pausing until further notice. Not only did we get that notification from the auto insurance buyers, but we got that notification from the car loan the car dealership buyers, everything that was auto-related. We probably made a foolish mistake of being too auto-heavy in our business. I mean, we were earning 70% of our money through um, auto insurance and car loans and used in new cars. Like It was all very car-related, and the lockdown couldn't have been any worse for those industries. So what happened was we suddenly were in a position where if we didn't work hard enough, our business was going to not make ends meet, and we started to focus more on, you know, our motivation shifted. So instead of our motivation being um, the these different things like I talked to in the past, the motivation became more of a concern. It became, you know, are we going to be able to make ends meet? Are we going to actually pay our bills this month? And that's when I... That's why I was talking about in the beginning of the audio, there's these different types of motivations. And in our lives and our business, the motivation really did shift from something more material to something that was more actually fear-based. We started working our butts off because we felt like if we didn't, we might actually go out of business. We might not actually be able to pay the mortgage. We might not be able to feed our families. We might go into debt. I mean, right? And then suddenly, what was kind of a greedy motivation or whatever, quickly flipped into some kind of fearful motivation. So, I'm still trying to articulate the um, the third type of motivation, but for the sake of this audio, I, I will just call it a like a balanced motivation. Again, I will think about this deeper and put some kind of uh, words to what I'm trying to articulate here, but what I'm trying to figure out in my life at this point is if you're not going to be motivated by greed or you're not going to be motivated by things, but then at the same time, you're not going to be motivated by just being worrying. It's like, what are you actually motivated 
about, right? And maybe the best way to describe it is is your motivation becomes others it is really maybe the best way to um, articulate it. Because if you think about the other two types of motivations, those motivations are, are very much about yourself, right? If it's a greedy motivation, it is really about you and your vacation home. It's about you and and in your car and your horsepower. And your, you know what I mean? And then if you're motivated by fear, um, you're really motivated, you know, about not losing your shirt, not losing your house, not losing your mortgage. Not You know what I mean? But... If you're motivated by neither of those things, then you're actually motivated towards helping other people. And that that is maybe the best way that I can describe it right now is my motivation now. It's really more about others. And this is what this third motivation is. It's a it's a other other people motivation right now. I'm very motivated at spending more time with my family. I'm I'm motivated about building a more sophisticated and structured business so that I have more free time. And what am I going to do with that free time? I'm going to enjoy myself more. So sure, some of it is, you know, self-motivation. I plan on, you know, biking more. I really like mountain road biking. I plan on doing stuff more. But at the same time, I plan on spending more time with the kids, the family, making more friends locally, relationships, doing more stuff. I want to get back into more music stuff. I used to be huge into music, right? So it's important to know where you're at in your life. And specifically, I do believe it is important to understand what is motivating you. When you pull back the the onion, are, are you motivated by just like buying a house getting enough money to buy a house? Are you motivated about like upsizing your lifestyle? Are you motivated by just actually getting some sports cars? Or are you motivated by fear? Are you motivated because you remember those days where you couldn't make ends meet, where you were living paycheck to paycheck? And maybe you've never gotten out of that zone. And um, you've just been so anxious and you've just been working so hard because you never want to get back to that place or that day, right? But or maybe you are motivated by this other this other stuff. I have to be very honest though. I don't feel like I became motivated in this other way until I had achieved the the goals of the first two motivations. I mean, for me, I really feel like I had to you know not be focused on the stuff. I had to not be in a fearful, anxious place, and then once I was able to conquer those things, then I feel like I have been able to focus on this third type of motivation. I mean, it's like I I, I sympathize with you if you're, you know what I mean. If you're not making ends meet, or business is difficult, or it's not going as well as you want it to go, or it's just kind of tough. I mean, how are you supposed to be, you know, motivated by? some external thing or relationships or doing something right. It's like, I get it. Sometimes it is just literally survival or flight or fight or flight kind of thing. But what is important in my opinion is being able to identify what your motivation is so that you understand what you're actually doing. Um, 
I do believe there's some other type of... If you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a very motivated individual. I don't really believe that you have this problem, but there is a massive problem out there where the people are not really motivated by like anything and you know sometimes maybe we take for we've been taking for granted that we as you know business people and entrepreneurs are actually all motivated and stuff right i mean i think one of the biggest problems in society is like you know 70% there's a huge percentage of people that are really not motivated for much of like anything at all But what I encourage you to do is I encourage you to figure out exactly what your motivation is and then figure out if that motivation is um, is big enough to actually produce um, like the results and the impact that you're looking for in your life. I mean, the problem is that if your motivation is just to like get a brand new car, what's going to happen is you're going to work hard. You're going to get that car and then you're going to wonder you're just going to wonder like what, what's next? Like what, why are, you know what I mean? It's like, if you're just, if that's your goal and you meet the goal, it's like, well then, you know, why are you even working at all for the rest of you get, you know what I mean? You have to think about what your goals are and then are they big enough to achieve what you want to achieve? I mean, for me, I, I feel like I have a big goal. I mean, one of my goals is to really set up my kids futures financially. I think it's something that um, I, my parents were very helpful financially, and I don't think they did anything wrong, but I see a, there's a struggle out there. There's a struggle out there for kids, for, you know, young adults. It's a very kind of challenging environment out there in some sectors in some areas and like I I don't want my kids to be the type of kids where they graduate from college and they're struggling to find a job they're struggling to figure out what they're going to do with their life they're I so something that I'm very passionate about my myself is setting up a, a a future for my kids to where they really have that that freedom and that power to succeed. And one of the reasons why I work so hard at our business is because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if this business is still around in 20 years, if for some reason we haven't sold it by then or something, if our if this business is still around and thriving, and by the way, going back to the selling thing, people have asked, you know, is it, is this business something you're looking to sell? In my opinion, not, not really. Like I, the, the issue specifically in our industry, in the lead business is that sometimes the propositions for selling have been kind of wimpy. Like we actually, we have been presented to opportunities in the last year for someone to buy the company but it's always been a some some really silly um multiple it's been just like a 5x of the profit or like 3 or 6x of the profit i was i don't see the point of like selling our entire business just to get like 3 to 6 years of earnings out of it it just doesn't make sense really but that being said if someone came along and they wanted some very beefy like 10 or 15x multiple on our profits i mean i don't It would be something that I would consider. Um, But going back to it, 
a real motivation is setting up that future for for the kids. I, what I'm thinking is that if I am able to build very successful businesses, it's something that my kids can step into. It's like a vehicle. And I was talking to someone else about this. E- even if my kids don't have interest in doing, you know, internet marketing stuff, internet marketing business, just being able to empower them in, if, in something they want to do. Like, for example, what if my daughter wants to open up a, you know, uh, animal hospital or something all over the Northeast or something, right? It's like just being able to empower the kids with that ability to do that. That's something that I did not have growing up. Like, I did not have... Um, parents who are like, okay, you know, like, why don't we do that, like, together, or like, here's $10 million, maybe this $10 million could be seed money to start, like, this business with it. My parents were great. I don't blame them for anything. I think everything worked out perfectly, but something I'm just passionate about is being able to give my kids that kind of opportunity. So if they wanted to participate in the business, they could. I don't want... It's just been such a difficult work environment out there. I mean, how many, it's just so many stories of like people graduating from college. They don't know what they're going to do with their life. They have no vision. They have, it's like, it's been difficult for people to find jobs. Like we have, I have multiple people I know that have been searching for years and haven't even been able to find like a job and stuff. It's just so challenging out there in some sectors that, what really motivates me personally is is having vehicles like i i don't want my kids to grow up i don't in terms of struggling to with this financial stuff i feel like the financial stuff has sometimes been kind of annoying it's been like if i had my way i would just have some perfect universe where you didn't even have to earn money or something like everyone just got along and like things were free and like people just like but the reality is is we live in this world where there's like this you know if you don't earn money you're not going to survive and this and that you know what i mean so it's very ruthless out there sometimes so that's what motivates me. It's this, it's, and I feel like that's a strong motivation because, you know, I just, I just want my business to succeed so that there's something my kids can succeed in. And even if it's not the business, it could even just be capital or money. It's like, it's like, what if I have a couple hundred million dollars and then maybe my kids are interested in starting, you know, some kind of like psychology clinic or something. And then I'm like, awesome guys, like I'm going to do that with my kids you know, maybe when my, you know, son is like 25, he wants to open up, you know, gyms all over the country or something. I'm like, I'm like, let's go for it. Let's go for it. I have like $500 million. We're going to take, you know, 30 million. We're going to start buying the buildings. We're going to do this. Right. And it's like, I just think that would be such awesome opportunities, right. To kind of be that leader and be that opportunity provider for other people, for my family, for my kids. Maybe I'm I'm most passionate about, you know, my family because they're my family, but I also get great um excitement and joy out of helping other people. I mean, something that's made me very happy is that we have a company with about 24 employees in the company and we're changing their lives. We're 
absolutely changing their lives. Everyone is paid very well. Everyone is super happy. And just the fact that my brother and I have completely changed 24 people's lives financially. We've given them a better job. Do you know how many jobs out there are just terrible jobs? There's some, there's a boss that's a jerk or whatever. There's low pay. They're treated like junk. There's so many bad jobs out there. And just the fact that we're able to provide our team a really good jobs, really good culture, really good environment, we're changing their lives. And I think this is what is motivating me and my brother the most lately is that this is life-changing things that we're doing. We're changing the lives of our families. We're changing the lives of... um, different people. I mean, I had the opportunity a year and a half ago to bring my mom into the business. My mom actually retired. She thought she was kind of done with work. And then she was getting bored in retirement. Plus, she felt like her retirement package wasn't sufficient enough from where she came. So it's like the fact that it's like now, you know, as sons, like my brother and I, like we're able to bring, we we're employing our mom, you know, and it's like, we're making a difference in her life and we're not doing it as a favor. She's a superstar, but just, just, I mean, it's like, that makes us feel so good. Like we're able to bring her onto the business, pay her an aggressively competitive salary through retirement. It's something she can do from home. She doesn't have to work for some you know, rude people in like New York or so. You know what I mean? It's it's just like these things are so good, right? So what I encourage you guys to do is figure out specifically what really motivates you. Is it really that house you're trying to get? Is it really like the house you're trying to own? Like let's say you're renting, you're like, I just want to own a house. It's like, can I tell you the truth? I've owned multiple houses and it's like, it's kind of, okay, it's nice to like know that you own it and it's also nice to know that you can't be kicked out and it's nice to know it's a place that's settled, but it's like, I, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't make me like any, um, it hasn't made me any happier. Like, I feel like I was just as happy when I was renting as I owned and I was just as happy. In fact, I was probably more happy when I just had a more simple life. Like when I was 21 years old and I just had a, I was just renting a single room apartment for like 1200 bucks a month. I literally feel like my, it was easier. It was more simple. There was nothing, um, that really cost anything. There was nothing, you know what I mean? So you got to think these things through and it's like, do you really, like, is that really your motivation? You're, you're working your butt off, like just to buy a house. You're just going to be disappointed if you get that house and like your, you know, your life isn't like changed in like the way you thought it would be changed or something. You're just going to be scrambling around for the next thing to buy. I mean, you're seriously, sometimes you, you, I, sometimes I can see it too. It's like, I have a friend up in, New Hampshire, you know, we know some people is the best way to describe it. And it's like, they're kind of, you know, they do well at whatever job they do, but you can tell it's like, they're, they're never like satisfied. They're never happy. 
they it's just like they bought a ski condo they bought like a house in Massachusetts they just like very compulsively bought some like 1.5 million dollar house on like Lake Winnipesaukee they bought a boat it's like they've been buying thing after thing after thing and it's like it's just never it's just never it's like a trap it's a trap it's never like satisfying enough it's just it never and then the issue is if you then have too many things then there's increased pressure to maintain those things so now it's like those people that own the three houses the bow the this the this now it's like they've added stress to their life because now if he loses his job they're gonna have to go like sell like half these assets and there's all this like pressure to like maintain the lifestyle and it's just not the way to go so you need to figure out what makes you happy what you really want in your life and figure out like, what's motivating and figure out why you're motivated. Are you motivated because you just want stuff? Are you motivated because you're just really um, worried and you're fearful that you're not like making ends meet? Are you motivated for some other alternatives? So guys, I hope this found you, you know, just great value. I'm really happy that everyone's enjoying the podcast. If you could do me a favor, just go ahead and share this podcast around leave some comments. Um, We've been seeing definitely an impact on people's lives with this podcast. Um, I know a lot of my company has loved the podcast. Whenever we post a podcast, of course, people from the interwebs or whatever listen to it. But a lot of times my own team is listening to the podcast and I've seen transformation in my own team. I've literally, last week on the podcast, we were talking about building media buying teams and just internal and right and it's literally in the last week I've seen that start to click with even some of my own team members then they're they're really making better decisions better structures better strategy right so make sure you become a subscriber of the channel Uh, go ahead and share this if you know someone in the industry that could benefit from this share with this Uh, share with them this audio and guys again have a good week and we'll talk soon this is Peter We'll talk in a bit.